Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Once again, tonight's story is sponsored as a refuslema for Rafael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gito and for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam. Okay, so now I would like to tell. One minute. What's the one, 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 one minute? I gotta remind everybody, you know, uh, about your newest uh, CD, which is an MP3, uh, MP3 format. Right, very long story, beautiful story, very exciting. And when you listen to it, your mommies don't realize that it's, uh, you know, like, uh, it's not much like it's that long, you know what I mean? It's like over two hours. Wow, <laughs> unbelievable. Okay, so uh, it's still available, and it's called Dumbroda. Not Dumbroda. Dobroda. Dobroda. Dobroda, 1863. Right. Dobroda, 1863. Okay, it's available in all the Slurm stores, wherever you buy your CDs and, and MP3 uh, formats, whatever it is. Uh, and it's also available for downloads from Niggin Music, all right? Uh, yeah, got that right. 
Okay, uh, are you ready to tell the story? Yes, I am ready to tell the story. But don't forget, Rabbi Herbs. Oh, no. What now? Ah, your son, Rabbi Mayor Herbs, is also coming out with a CD, right? And it should be out by, by this week or in the beginning of next week, for sure, for sure. You should look out for it. It's called No Escape. <laughs> no Escape. That's right. They have No Escape. But to listen to it if they want to be able to uh, see what they're missing or uh, whatever. Okay, so now we got that out of the way. Can I tell the story? Yes, yes, yes. So the beautiful CDs, mommies, and confounded like the next generation or whatever. You all see? Uh, okay, go ahead. What, what's your story about? Okay, so I was thinking about this. I've been having some requests about it. I may have told this story a few years ago, and then I just heard it uh, from someone else. It was very interesting. He got it from a different source. And wow, what a difference this story makes. I'll be great if I know what you're talking about, what story. Well, you know, this week's Sedra and this week's Parasha is Parasha's Kaira. That's, that's right, that's right, that's right. So it's Parasha's Kaira, and Parasha's Kaira deals with... I know, I know, I know, don't tell me, don't tell me. It deals with Machloikas. That's right. And we see how bad Machloikas is, and we see that we learn a very important lesson from this week's Sedra. You know what to stay away from because if somebody is looking for too much honor, you know, and that's what can happen, you know, because you know that Kairach was very well-to-do. Right, right. According to a magician freak out that he found one of the hidden treasures of Yosef at Tzaddik from Egypt, right? That's right. So he's very well-to-do. But the only thing is he was not satisfied with what he had. He wanted to have more covered. He wanted positions that brought him covered. And that led him to be able to rebel against... Against Maishu Rabbeinu. That's right. And do you know... And he was a very smart man. He had Ruhan Kaidash. He misunderstood. He thought that he was going to survive no matter what. But really the bottom line was it was going to be his sons who were going to do tshuva. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, what does it have to do with your story? Everything. I, I want you to understand that Many times when people bring up a thing that causes a machloikis, it's against Sadiqim, Rabbonim, and things like that. And uh, it's, it's uh, like very... I, I know what you're going to say. It's like very important to have proper derechers for Rabbonim, right? That's correct. To have proper Rabbon, uh, to respect for Rabbonim and for Das Torah and so on. Okay, so you got that? Yeah, I got that. I got that. Wow, wow, wow. So you got a story for this? Yes, yes. The name of the story is called The Kairach of Krakow. The Kairach of Krakow. I mean, I mean, was his name really Kairach? Actually, no. His name was not Kairach, but he acted like a Kairach. Oh, was he very rich like him? Well, he was rich, and, well, not like a Kairach, but, well, you know, uh, you're going to ask me the question, or you're going to let me tell the story. You know what? I have a great idea. Uh, how about telling us the story? That's a great idea. It's the best idea you had so far tonight. Okay, so anyway, so the name of the story is The Kairach of Krakow. Now, I uh, read many, many years ago a version of it, and I think a couple years back I may have said that version. But uh, this morning I came across another version. It was like that I came across to this Peshat that brought out this story down for a lesson to bring out his point. So I heard it and I said, wow, 
Different. Ah, uh, you got me confused. Different about what? Well, you see, one version of the story of the Kairach from Krakow was that it happened in the year 5123, which in the English calendar comes out to the year 1363. And the Grace Tzaddik that was at that time was some Grace Tzaddik that came from Germany. And his name was Rabbi Yitzchok. And doesn't say what his last name is. and doesn't say much about it. So according to that version, the story happened in 1363. Wow. And, and the new version? Well, the newer version that I heard today, I mean, it's an older version, but this person, when he told over the story, he said it happened in the times of the great Tzaddik, the Ramah. Now, if you know... Uh, wait, 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 wait. I once had to do, a, 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 like, a, a report on the Ramah. Uh, he was, like, born in 1530, and he was nifter in 1572. And let me calculate. Wait, 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 wait. 5,280 was the year he was born, and 5,332 was the year that he was nifter. And uh, he only lived for 42 years, but his 42 years was the biggest quality life Ever? Well, I don't know if ever, but uh, yes, he lived a very highly quality, quali uh, you know, uh, quality life. Right, right. He wrote over 33 sforum, you know that. Yep, 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 yep. And he's famous for, for the Hagos, uh, you know, the Ramah, you know, uh, in the Shulchan Arach and everything. He, he had the differences between the Sephardic and Ashkenaz, you know, and, you know, you know, the, you know, the Ashkenazic Eden and the Sephardic Eden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Hey, you probably did a real good report on him. I did, I did, I did. So what's this story going to be? Are uh, you going to tell it the version of Ramesha Isolis, the Ramah, or are you going to tell it with Rabbi Yitzchak? Well, the difference is, you know, it's a few hundred years of a difference. There's a few hundred years of a difference. So basically, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to basically tell it in the times of Ramesha Isolis, the Ramah, but I'm going to stick in some things that showed in the previous. Now, you know what the funniest thing about this story? It's a funny story? <laughs> well, yeah, some parts. But you know what the funniest part about this story is? That even though one version said this happened with a different Sadiq in 1363, they both have the same name for that Russia. A uh, name? is Lashnar? No, actually... This person, uh, you know, you could say his name because he did wrong and he refused to correct himself. Uh, his name was Shlomo Seligman. Shlomo Seligman. Wow. -y. Okay, okay. No more interruptions from me. <laughs> you sure? Uh, well, uh, well, um, well, uh, I'm sure as sure can be sure. Okay. Alright, so we're going to stick to the facts that are the same. The only major difference is who the tzaddik was and uh, what year it took place. So we're going to go with the fact that since based on a newer version, it was in a time of King Sigismund, which is also known as King Sigmund, uh, depending how you pronounce it, I guess. Uh, it, I've seen it spelled both ways, King Sigmund, and I saw it spelled as King Sigismund. But it happened around... Uh, 1570, because uh, it says in the other version that King Sigmund III was the king. So it had to happen around 1570, the year that he became king. Okay, 
Alright, uh, now we got the background. Let us begin. In the town of Krakow. It was a very interesting shtetl in Poland. It was a city that had so many Talmidi Chachomen living there. It was a beautiful shtetl. No, it's more than a shtetl. It's more like a city. Yeah, see? Oh, sorry. Okay, so anyways, so what happened was this. In that town, there was this person, Shlomo Seligman. Now, by this time, we all know that the Ramah, Ramosha Isilis, his father was a very well-to-do person, very big businessman, was well-to-do, and he built his son, Ramosha, a shul, and he was the robber of the shul, and basically people began to realize that he was a very big tzaddik and everything, and people would ask him shyless and everything, and he became like the chief rabbi in Krakow. That's correct. So he was the chief rabbi in Krakow. Now one day, a little boy was in his Rebbe's shear. Does he have to do with the story? A little bit. And the Rebbe was saying, Boys, 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 I want you to know, Kinderach, that this big Sandra is Roshas Kreach. And the Gemorim Bobabashre tells us that uh, Rabbi Babachone uh, talks about his uh, journeys, his travelings in the Midbar. Anyways, one time he was doing this, it was very hard, and he had with him, there was an Arab who joined with him, and this Arab was able to uh, smell the sand, and he, feeling the sand, smelling the sand, he was able to know uh, uh, what uh, was around. You understand the meaning? Like he could tell by smelling the sand, oh, something is in this direction, oh, something is in this direction. But I understand it. Yes, Webby, I understand. Okay, so Webby, so um, what did this Arab do? Was he a mean Arab? No, this one was a friendly one. It was very friendly. And he asked him how far to go for water. And of course the Arab would take the sand and earth and he would smell it and he would say, okay, it's about 12 miles. Okay, it's about 30 miles. Okay, it's about this. Whatever it was. Okay, anyways, so uh, 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 Rabbi Babakhana was traveling with the caravan and uh, it was very, very hard. And the uh, Arab went over and pointed out uh, you know that um, the Arab said, did you take something from them? Meaning, uh, what was there, um, um, uh, 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 what was it I was trying to say? Ah, yes. Well, well um, the Arab uh, had a spear in his upright hand, you understand? But he could not reach the knee. So uh, he went to one of the dead and he cut off the blue corner of the garment. And he took the garment and he, you know, stuck it in, you know, it was dry as stone. And the, and the Arab said, you take something from them and then return it. This is what we are told. One who takes anything from them would not be able to move. So I put it back and then we went away. I'm not sure about this part is necessary to know for now, but what I would like to say... Oh, yes, well, babe, what would you like to say? Well, the Arab told him, 
if you want to see this area here, every 30 days you put your ear down here, over here in a certain spot, uh, every 30 days uh, the Gehenim returns Koirach and his congregation over here, the, you know, the 250 men with him, and they come over there and it's a boiling spot, and they shout, if you put your ear over here, you'll hear, and you'll hear, they scream out and they say, Moishe Emes, Vistoy Emes, Moishe is true and his Torah is true and we are the liars. Yeah, okay. Now, so what I am telling you is the main thing what I wanted to know is, you know, maybe I said a little more than I should, but you know what? The main thing I want to bring out is that, look at the punishment that happened with Koirach. Even Kleine Kinderach, small children were slapped around. You understand? Uh, it's a terrible punishment if a person causes uh, Mahlokis. Understanding? I think so, Rabbi. Excuse me, Rabbi Herbs. Um, what does this part have to do with this story? Ah, so I just wanted to bring out the fact that if everybody understands that Mahlokis is very bad to have, and it causes a lot of problems, and the punishments are very strong, and even little children, men, women, children, they can all be punished for this uh, Avera. And that means the children could be punished for the sins of the parents when it comes to this kind of thing. Wow. So, uh, what happened with this guy, uh, uh, Schleimer Seligman? Okay. Well, Schleimer Seligman, guess who was his boss? It wasn't me because I wasn't around at that time. That's correct. It wasn't you. So, Schleimer Seligman, uh, he was a very well-to-do person. Uh, really? Like he was a rich guy? Yep, he certainly was. And you know who he worked for? Are you ready? I am ready. Who did he work for? He worked for the king. He worked for the king. And the older version, he worked for the prince. But anyways, he worked for the king. Now, the king said, well, King uh, uh, Sigmund, the third. Okay, we'll just call him King Sigmund. It's much easier to say that way. King Sigmund uh, hired, uh, you know, he hired him. And he said, Although you are a Jew, and your name is Shlomo Seligman, but you're very wise when it comes to business, and you can handle my affairs over here, all my business dealings with my animals and all the things that I have here. You're a very good job at managing my place. And because you're doing such a good job, I will keep you on, and I will give you a raise. Yes, indeed. And so, he got a raise. And this person, Zeligman, this person, Zeligman, Schleiman, said, <laughs> Look at that, what you just look at that. Here I am. A person like me, Bush dear, what am I doing? I'm working for the King of Poland. How do you like that? I work for the King of Poland. I manage his estates. I manage his businesses. <laughs> I make a pretty hefty salary, and I'm never satisfied because I always want to keep myself going. You know something? I wonder. Ah, uh, you know, I'm a Cohen. <laughs> the only thing I know about my Kahuna is that, you know, I, 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 I yam and him and yam him. I get up there, and I just and, uh, Oh, that's the wrong nigga. Uh, 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 uh,
Uh, yeah, anyways, should I do that? But you know what? You know what? I'm making pretty good money, you know? And, uh, you know, like, um, I like to live it up, you know? I, I mean, like, being uh, a little bit too religious and everything, I can't do these things, you know? So, you know what they're going to do? Very simple. I, I, I'm going to slowly stop doing certain things. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And so, this person, Schleimer Zeligman, he took his riches too much to heart, and he thought he was comfortable, and he slowly started coming late to shul. Excuse me, uh, where is uh, Schleimer? Is he coming today? Well, I do want to know. I want to know if I could sit in the seat. Well, if he comes, you'll get up. And of course, he would come very late. And after a while, sometimes he skipped davening here and there. But there was a big problem with that. What was the big problem? What, what happened? Well, whenever he skipped davening, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Well, um, many times he was at home and he said, you know, I missed the minion completely today. You know what? But you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm here by myself in my own apartment here. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, who's going to see me? You know what? Uh, I don't know who's going to see me. I'm not going to see me. I can tell you one thing. I'm not going to daven. I feel a little too tired to daven today. I'm going to skip it. And so, the next thing that happened was... Zelig, I mean, yeah, Zeligman, that is, uh, Schleimer Zeligman, began skipping Tfilos. He, Mamish, was skipping Tfilos. Hey, stop down with a minion. He came to Shul on Shabbos once in a while, and once in a while not. Hey, Zeligman, uh, I was going to give you a leah, but you weren't there, Shabbos. That's all right, don't worry about it. <laughs> You saved me the trouble because if I get Hanalia, we have to make a mission payback and then I'll have to give some money to the show. That's okay. But you have a plenty of money. You have to give your dog and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, anyway, so that's life. <laughs> and so, sure enough, what ended up happening was he was slowly but surely stopped keeping more and more of his Yiddish kite. He was going off to Derach. And of course he kept his name Shloma, but in one version of the story, he changed his name to a Polish name, but it really didn't matter. So we're going to stick with his name Shlomo because the king already knew him as Shlomo. And he was managing things and he was making money. Ha, ha, ha. Would you look at this? I am Kanoin Nahara. Poo, poo, poo. Making so much money. Ah, the more I do better business deals for the king, <laughs> the more he pays me. This is Gavaldic. It's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, one day, there was a Shatchen that was thinking, Ah, let me you. Ah, dear you know, I was thinking myself. A slime is a stickle madene. Over the Zachis. I feel as if you're a madene. 
But yes, to get married to Aisha Maidele, I think I know somebody. It might be just right. Of course, Zelig is like a bench, you know, it's pretty well to do. He's not going to want to marry somebody who comes from a poor family. So I'm going to go over to, to, to Eidelberg. Yes, I'm going to go over to the Eidelberg family. Excuse me, Robbie Earps, is that the real name? I mean, you know, you said like Shlomo, uh, 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 Shlomo, uh, uh, uh. Seligman? Yeah, 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 that's his real name. Oh, yes, that was said to be his real name. But the other people, it doesn't say the name, so we're going to just make up the name, uh, Eidelman. Uh, what I say? Eidelberg, okay. Eidelberg sounds good, okay. So we went to the Eidelberg, Eidelberg rich people? Oh, oh yes, oh yes. So, um... He went there, knocked on the door. Hello? Hello? Oh, yes. Who's there? Who's coming to see me? Huh? Hey, Mr. Eidelberg, it's me, Schleimer Zalman the Schottchen. Ah, Schleimer Zalman the Schottchen. Come in, come in. All right. So. Uh, you know that my daughter, she's a little bit on the modern side, and that's why she got divorced, you know that? Yes, I know, I know she got divorced and everything. Is it? Yes, 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 you, you know, I hear, yes, 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 I heard that she was divorced because uh, the person she was married to was a bit uh, a little bit too firm for her. I mean, my daughter is from, but you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's um, a maizel you know, it's, it's a shver matzah, and, uh, you know, I, I want my daughter to be happy, because, you know, uh, the first marriage she wasn't happy, so she got divorced. Yes, yes, I know this, I know this. Anyways, Rabbi, uh, oops, what's the matter? Shlem you can't do your part? Yes, but I forgot that you're supposed to tell that I didn't realize that um, uh, uh, Shloim is a Kohen. Remember? Ah, yes, 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 you're right, because he didn't come to Shul for a while, so you didn't see him duchening, so you forgot that Shloim, uh, 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 <laughs> Shloim Seligman was Taka a Kohen. Ah, good point. Okay, so at this point in the story, I want to point out that the Shatchen, Shloyman Zalman was really an Erlich guy, and he did not know, he had no inkling that uh, Shloyman uh, Seligman was a Koyan. He didn't even think about it. He, so let me tell you, thank you Rabbi Yopsi, you did a good job. Uh, you're welcome. He is alright. Anyway, so let me continue here. So basically, what is happening is like this. Um, um, uh, what is happening? Uh, you are now reading a shidduch to the Eidelberg family. Oh yes, to meet the Eidelberg. So you told me your daughter was uh, married, but the person was too frum for us, so they got divorced. Okay, so I want to read you a shidduch, a very nice shidduch, you understanding? And this person is a very well-to-do person. Oh, really? Very well to do. <laughs> so that's very good. 
I'm very happy to hear that, okay, so far we're on the right track, okay, I don't have to support. Actually, Pranka supports you as much as you support me, can support you more. Really? Somebody richer than me? I mean, but, but look at me. Um, I was thinking about Schleimer Seligman. Schleimer Seligman? Ah, yes, I know who Schleimer Seligman is. He's the one that works for the, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the, 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 the Polish king, the, 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 the King Sigmund uh, the Third, uh, right, right? Yeah, that's him, that's him. Ah, makes a lot of money working with him because he manages so well the business over there. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're right about one thing. I, I do some business with him also on the side. Yeah, it's very good, a very good businessman, very well to do. Yeah, I think he would take care of my my daughter very well. Uh, but you know, the only thing is, um, you know, if it works out, um, I want him to uh, to have a a uh, you know a, a kosher chasna. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh, I want the rov of, of of Krakow to be the Masada Kedushin. I want him to get married. Come on, Shikosov. They have the little modern on the side. You know, okay. You know, what, what can I do? You know, I want my daughter to be happy. Yes, right, but uh, I'm not going to speak with the roof about this because uh, he does not think happy about anything except a person who's engrossed in Torah by learning and living a life of Torah. That's a uh, real happiness. Okay, no, no. So what can I tell you? Anyway, so, uh, so what I want to tell you is that uh, uh, I will speak to Schleimer and I will see uh, what he has to say, okay? Alright, I can't wait. Go ahead and speak to him. Alright, let me go over to him. Uh, let me go out this door here. Okay, close the door and now I go. Here's Zelig's house, you can't miss it. For a guy who lives a single person's life. Ho ho! And a single man. Okay, let me knock on the door. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Ha ha ha! Am I here? Well, I am here. But if I move to the door, then I'll be over there. <laughs> little joke, little joke. Okay, who is there? It's me. Uh, me? Me, 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 no, 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 that's not me. I'm me. Uh, anyways, uh, please open the door. It's me, uh, Schleimer Salman, the Schatchen. Ah, Schleimer Salman, the Schatchen. Hey, you know something? Maybe you came at a perfect time. I did? Why? What happened? What's going on? And nothing happened yet. But I was just thinking, I have such a stable job. I work for the king. I make a lot of money. I have this big fancy mansion over here. And I live here alone. I need to get married. I need to start a family. You understand? So, uh, I'll let you in. Okay, this way. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, what I want to say is very simple. Um, I know if you tell me what you're looking for, I think I might have what you're looking for. Alright. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the most... Uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm not the... Uh, I know, you're not the most, uh, you know, Elech uh, around here as far as uh, keeping Torah and Mitzvahs and even keeping Shabbos to some extent? 
<laughs> okay, so you know me a bit, so, huh? Yeah, I think so. I researched a little bit. Okay, anyways, I'm sure you're not looking for somebody super, super from. I mean, maybe you grow together in Yiddishkeit, maybe. But I suggest, you know, Mr. Engelberg has a daughter. Okay, the daughter's name is Surala. You understanding? Ah, uh, Surala. Uh, uh, who do you say it, it is? Mr. Eidelberg. Eidelberg. Eidelberg! I do business with him! Huh, is this Zelig Eidelberg? Yes, 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 that's him, that's him. Wow, that's very interesting. Okay, you know what? I'm, I, I'm interested. Shut up the, the shitters and we'll see, because I know I won't have to support them. They may not have to support me. <laughs> well, I don't need to support I'm doing pretty good myself. <laughs> Maybe they can support me if I fall down on the floor. Okay, but anyways, uh, okay, you tell them I, I'm asking him to go out and meet uh, his daughter. Oh, this is very good. So he went back to the other person, knocked on their doors, they opened the doors. All right, so, uh, you went to Schleimer? Yes, I went to Schleimer. And he's very happy. He thinks a good idea. He wants to go uh, with your, um, uh, what you call it, uh, my daughter! Yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, at my age, some things start going, you know. <laughs> Do you know that I have three pairs of glasses? Did you know that? Three pairs of glasses? I don't get it. What do you need three pairs of glasses for? Uh, well, it's very simple. See, uh, I use one pair of glasses to uh, read, you understand? Because uh, for, for the near sight, you understand? And then I use one pair of glasses for seeing from the distance when I go on a wagon. Uh, uh, okay, that's far-sighted. Yes, yes. All right, so you're covered. You have one pair of glasses for near-sighted, one pair of glasses for far-sighted. So, but you said you have three pairs of glasses. What do you need a third pair of glasses? <laughs> I need a third pair of glasses to find the other two. Get it? Ah, <laughs> You're getting so old that you don't remember where you put down the glasses, so you have a third pair to help you find the other two. Okay, I got it, I got it. Very good. Okay, so uh, uh, let's work this out. And so, sure enough, Sorala went out with Schleimala. And Sorala and Schleimer were meeting each other. And, um, you know, they were speaking with each other. And Schleimala said, <laughs> So, you know, I... Uh, <coughs> I work for the king. I have big connections with the king. I have pull with the king, you know. He loves my work. And I help him do business. And I brought in a lot of money for the king. And the king loves it. And he keeps raising my salary. Even though I'm Jewish. <laughs> yes, I'm very smart and everything. I see. That's so lovely to hear. So, um, um... Okay, very nice. Very, very nice. I'm happy to hear that. So, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you and I, in a certain sense, uh, we're not uh, the most uh, frumous person around, right? I mean, you know, like, um, <laughs> ah, not so much but about Shabbos as I should be, you know, things like that. But I heard you're the same thing, so we might be a good couple. You know that? You know that I was divorced, right? Uh, I'm 
trying to remember if he said it or not to me. It could be he said it. I mean, well, yeah, maybe he did, but I don't know why it should make a difference to me. I don't understand. Well, I hope it doesn't make a difference. All right, so, um, um, I'm willing to see you again. And so they saw each other a few more times. And they decided it's time to drink Lachayim. He was mamish ready to get married. He agreed. So he went over to the Mr. Engelberg. And Mr. Engelberg said, Ah, Mazala, Mazala, very good, very good. Okay, Loma, drink it, Lachayim. Lachayim, 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 Mazala, Mazala, Mazala. And of course, the Kala's mother, Sorla's mother said, Oh, this is so fantastic. Ah, Baruch Hashem, she looks so happy, doesn't she? Uh, yes, uh, listen here. Um, uh, I, I need to speak to you for a second. Kusenbucher, uh, come here. <laughs> me? <laughs> uh, don't worry, you won't have to support me. I know that you can afford it, but you know... <laughs> You know that I'm well-to-do. I don't need you. I could take care of myself. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Uh, yes, that's very good. But you know, I, I just want to ask you one favor. Uh, what's the favor? I'm not going to tell you what you should do as far as Yiddishkeit goes. Maybe you'll come back to Yiddishkeit. Maybe you'll grow. Maybe you won't grow. And then, uh, I don't know, but there's always hope. But I'm asking you for one favor. Please. At least, when you marry my daughter, <coughs> when you marry my daughter, Yes? And <coughs> what? I would like that you have a, a rov, an orthodox rov, a frum rov, the rov of the shtetl, the chief rabbi, to marry you off to my daughter. Okay? I want the marriage to be kosher. <laughs> okay, not a problem. I thought you were going to ask me to stop drinking coffee. <laughs> All right, you can problem. I know what I got to do. Let's see now what I can do. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me see. Here I am. By the highlight of Sadiq. Ramayse Isseles. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody says they're big sadic. You know what I mean? I just look at him as a lot. Smart man. That's all. Uh, okay. Uh, let me just go over here. Knock on the door. Please, come inside. Please, the door is open. Uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. Ah, it's a funny door. Anyways, uh, 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 Shalom Aleichem, uh, how are you? Baruch Hashem. Ah, you look familiar. Ah, let me guess. You are Shloime Zeligman. You are the one that works for the king. King Sizmigan. Sizmigismund. Yes? Yeah, 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 you can call him Sigmund, it's okay. Yes, I work, I work for him. Yes. Ah. I see. Okay, and so you're coming to see me because of what? I want to start coming to shul again? You want to start keeping Yiddish guide again? Well, uh, it's like this, my boy. Uh, uh, I, uh, 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 
and became a Hussein. Oh, very nice. Mazel tov, mazel tov. That's very nice, very nice. So if I may ask, who are you engaged to? Uh, uh, Mr. Engelberg's uh, 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 daughter. Engelberg's daughter. I remember writing to get. She just got divorced not too long ago. Tell me, <coughs> Sloyma Seligman, are you not a Kohen? <laughs> so what? What's it got to do with the price of tea in China? It has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. But it has to do with you being able to marry Sarala. And what are you talking about, may I ask? Sarala is a Garusha. You are a Kohen. By the law of the Torah, as it's brought down, you are a Kohen. And you cannot marry a Garusha. You have to marry somebody that was never married before. You understand? Uh, I understand. But you know, <laughs> uh, Rabbi, with all the respect, you know the base of Middash is not standing at the present moment. And I don't know the way things are going around here. I don't know if Mashiach is going to come uh, or not come or very soon or not come. In the meantime, what's the big deal? I'm a Jew that lives in Krakow. My caller is also a Jew, a Yid, that lives here in Krakow. We're both Krakow citizens. And by the law of the king, he wants people to get married in their religious ways. And you are the rabbi here, so you have to marry us off. Okay, so what's the big deal? I'll pay you a fee. Whatever it is, you ask me, I can afford it. You know that, right? I'm sorry to tell you that it doesn't matter what you will pay me because I cannot change the laws of the Torah. The laws of the Torah are very, very clear. It's very clear that you cannot marry Sorla Engelberg. You are a Kain and she is a Grusha. I will not be the Masada Kedushin at such a wedding. What? Are you turning me down? Who do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody special. But I just happen to be the Rav of Krakow. The people thought I'm worthy of it. And um, I'm here. So um, I keep the Torah. I follow the Lachis. And Why you can bend on that? I mean, come on. There's no place of meekness now. Doesn't matter. Okay, uh, you know, I'm sorry. It's the Raisa. You cannot marry Garusha. <coughs> I will not perform the the Kedushin. I'm sorry. Huh. Really? And of course, he was very upset. So when he came back home, he was thinking what to do. So he said, I have to go. I have to go? I have to go. I have to go. Around me, who's doing it? Me you. Are you ready to do it or you want me to narrate? I can do it, I can do it. Ah, oh, boy, oh boy, this is strange. You know, this here rabbi, he doesn't want to marry him. Hey, wait a minute. My father and my future father, he's a very influential man. Let me go talk to him. And he went over to talk to him. And so that's what happened. It's very interesting. I didn't know that you're a client. Well, let me ask my daughter what she wants to do. Sorla, please come here. Oh, yes, I'm coming. Oh, 
Schleim is so nice to see you. Uh, I can't wait to get married to you. Oh, he brings so much life to me. Oh, I haven't felt this good since I got my divorce. Baruch Hashem. Okay, so uh, you came here to settle a date so we could figure out what date we want to get married? Uh, well, you know, I, I went to the rabbi. And the rabbi says he will not be Masada Kedushin us. What? What do you mean? Why not? What's wrong? I love you, you love me, and and we want to get married. What's the problem? I understand, but you see, you know, I happen to be... What he's trying to say is that Shloyma Seligman is a coin. And technically, Minatoira, uh, you know, you're, you're a Grusha. And a Grusha cannot marry a coin. Actually, a coin, I should say, cannot marry a Grusha. Understand? A Cohen cannot marry someone's divorce. So, uh, the marriage would be technically off. Oh, no, 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 it can't be off. I want to marry him. I never found so much happiness since I met him. I'm telling you, no, 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 no. I want to marry him. Uh, there got to be some way. You, you're influential. Go speak to the Ramar. You can tell him a thing or two. Come on, go ahead, go ahead. Please, Tati, go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And so, sure enough, Mr. Engelberg went to speak to the Ram, uh, to the Ramon, Ramosha Islis. And Ramosha Islis says, I'm very sorry. It doesn't matter what the circumstances. They should have checked each other out before they were dating. I'm very sorry. It's against the Torah, and I will not perform a marriage ceremony that is against the Torah. So forget it. No matter what, I will not be the Masada Kedushin. Oh, yes. I hear you. All right. Let me see what my son-in-law, my daughter, says. And so he went back home. And they're waiting. So, uh, um, this is not going to be a good situation. It's the problem with people that think that they can bend the Torah law. All of a sudden, their Acherit goes out the window. Ay, 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 ay. Well, I hope for everyone's sake, uh, that maybe Mr. Engelberg could convince his daughter not to marry Schleimer, and maybe convince Schleimer that he's not allowed to marry Garusha, even though Schleimer doesn't keep the turn the way he should. But this is the Raisa. I'm sorry, there's no way I'm going to do this. I wonder what's going on when he got home over there. Alright, so that's the story. He will not be in the Masada Kedushin, no matter what. You understand? And the Ramah and the Ramah cannot be bribed. So forget that. No money's gonna make him change his mind. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. You think so? Ah, show that rabbi. Who does he think he is the rabbi here? Ha ha ha. he doesn't know who he's dealing with. I am Schleimer Seligman, and I happen to be a close friend and advisor to the king. Ha ha ha. What do you say to that? I'm going to use my influence. I'm going to travel to the king, and I'm going to make this rabbi marry us off. That's it. We both want to get married. <laughs> this is old-fashioned stuff. We don't need this stuff. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. And so, sure enough, he went over, and he went. He took some, uh, you know, some stuff with him, whatever he felt he needed, and he comes before the king. Hey, your majesty. <laughs> 
just a little token gift over here to say that I appreciate you giving me the work. Go ahead, put it down over there. And so he had some servants that he hired to put down these presents and everything. And then he said, Huh? Now, uh, Your Majesty, you know, uh, I appreciate all you're doing for me. And I was just wondering if you could do me one more favor, but really, I think it's the law. <laughs> really? And what is that, may I ask? Uh, uh, well, you see, uh, um, uh, uh, I met a girl, and, and I want to marry her. And she wants to marry me. Oh, that's splendid. I'm so happy for you. That's great, 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 great. I'm very happy for you. So, um, what did you have to do? Oh, you want to invite me to the wedding. When is the wedding? Uh, I was thinking of making the wedding in two weeks from now. But we got a little problem. <laughs> really? And what's the problem? You want to tell me? Uh, yes, yes, Your Majesty. The problem is, um, um, you see, um, the fact of the matter is, uh, the rabbi doesn't want to marry us off. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? Why, you see, um, Your Majesty, it just so happens, it just so happens that, uh, you, you know, I, I'm what you call a Kohen. A Kohen? What's a Kohen? A, a priest. <laughs> you don't look like a priest in the church. What are you talking about? No, not that kind of priest. I'm a Jewish priest. When the Messiah comes, you know, when the Messiah comes, and, and it'll be time, you know, to build a third base. I mean, I'll be doing the services over there. But right now, he's not here. And so, you know, uh... Hey, get to the point. I'm a busy king. You want to tell me what it is that's the problem? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, uh, um, a Kohen in Jewish law is not supposed to marry a Garusha. But that's the old law. It's old-fashioned. We gotta, like, uh, modernize a bit, you see. But the rabbi wants to keep the old laws. And, and you know, I'm a citizen of Krakow. My wife-to-be is a citizen of Krakow. And both of us want to get married. So if we both want to get married, then the rabbi should perform his job, right? <laughs> yes, of course, he should. But he doesn't want to. Uh, really? We'll settle that. I'll send him delegates of soldiers. That'll make him do it. And so, sure enough, he sent a huge contingency of soldiers. Very intimidating. And the captain of the guards came. Where is the rabbi? The rabbi? Uh, over there. See that building? He lives over there by the shore. Yeah, 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 go watch him. I don't know why you want him, Bob. Never mind that. Not your business. All right. And so he took his soldiers, and he went to the shul. Yes, the door is open. Please come in. Ah, oh, Shalom Aleichem. What can I do for you? Uh, Shalom Aleichem to you too, whatever that means. Anyways, uh, Rabbi, I'm here from the king. It has been reported to the king that you refused to marry off Zelig to the girl that he fell in love with. I'm here to tell you the orders of the king are that you should fulfill your job as the rabbi of Krakow and marry them off. They're both citizens of Krakow. You are to marry them off. I'm very sorry to tell you this. They may be citizens of Krakow, but they're also Jewish. And according to Torah law, she is a Gerusha. She is a divorcee. 
<coughs> and he is a Cohen. He is not allowed to marry her. So I'm very sorry. I will not perform this ceremony. <laughs> Rabbi, 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 you think that it came with these soldiers just like that? You know why these soldiers are here? Because I have connections to the king. It doesn't matter. I have connections to the king too. The real king. The Melech Melchem Lochem HaKadosh Baruch Now please, Shlaima Zeligman, you could do Shuva. You could change. You could start keeping tired. There are plenty of other Shaduchim out there, I'm sure. But I like her, and she likes me. Ah, but that was based on false love. Ah, yeah, yeah, you're not going to marry each other. You have to go over and give up this idea. Come on, and start keeping Shabbos Kodesh again. Put on thousands of films every day, not just sometimes. <laughs> These soldiers are going to be stationed. They're going to watch you. You can't run away from here. When that week of the Hashanah comes, they'll force you to come up there, and you'll be forced to perform the marriage ceremony. I'm sorry. You could chas for Sholem kill me if necessary. I will not do such a thing like that. We'll see about that, Rabbi. We'll see about that. And so, sure enough, the day of the wedding came. And there was the chosen, Shloyme Zeligman. <laughs> Let me fix that tie over there. Get up there. Hey, do I look spoofy or what? Do I look good? You know, what do you say? Oh, yes, you do. You look fantastic. I like the way you look. Yes, yes, yes. You look your schmuck. Give all the... <laughs> it's fantastic. Ah, oh, you look superb. Yes, indeed. No problem at all. Not a problem. Okay. Is the collar ready? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Meet you in the town square. Be an open ceremony, right under the clouds, <laughs> right under the sky, whatever. Okay, we're going to do this right. Yeah, we're going to do it right. And of course it can't be right. It's against the Torah. The Shidduch cannot take place. So, what happened was is, the Kala was brought out, and the Chassan was out there, and they were both up to the Chuppah. They're standing there. They even had a Chassan go, and of course, they were doing all of this stuff, and they're waiting. Ah, where is the rabbi? He didn't come yet. Uh, Captain, go get that rabbi, and bring him over here, and make him see the light. Make him perform this wedding ceremony. And so, sure enough, the captain guard said, Right away, we'll take care of that. And so the captain of the guards, he went to the Ramah's house, and he called him out. Hey, Rabbi, it's time for you to perform the wedding ceremony. Come out, or we'll force you out. And seeing that he had no choice but to come out, he came out. But the whole time he was mumbling with his lips, but it wasn't mumble-jumbo. He was davening to a Kaddish Baruch He was in a very funny situation. Alpitoira, he wasn't able to marry off this person, Shlomo Seligman, to a Gerusha. It's Kanegana Torah. 
On the other hand, the king said, ordered that he should marry them off. That's connected the kingdom. And that's being married by Malchus to rebel against the king. That's punishable by death. So what was he to do? So the Ramah came to the place where the chuppah was supposed to be. And they were standing there. Ah, the rabbi said, nice work, captain. All right, rabbi, get up there, please. No funny stuff. Now go perform your job. I want to report to the king that you did your job. And instead of doing his job that they expected him to do, the Heiliger Ramah went over and he said the following. Please, 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 Shloima, Sarla, please do tshuva before it's too late. You know that you're not allowed to marry each other. So why are you going through this? I love him. I love Shloima. Yeah, and I love Sarla. So there, there you have it. Now go perform the wedding already. And no matter how much the great Sadiq tried, he refused to hear the light, to see the light, or change his mind. When the Ramos saw this, he said a very stark tefillah. And then he said, Anini Hashem Anini. And he said it again and again. Anini Hashem Anini. And then, Suddenly, the Ramon went over and he told the people, he took straight out of the Pusik from Parashas Kairach, Perik Tezayin, Pusik Havav, used the same words that Moshe Rabbeinu told the people. Suru, Raboisai, Raboisai, Suru no mi alohole ha-noshim arushoyim Turn away now from upon the tents from upon the gathering of these wicked people. Stand back! Stand back! And with that, the Ramah himself stood back. And the captain guard said, Excuse me, Rabbi, uh, you can't step back. You don't understand. Uh, you didn't perform the ceremony. Get back over there! But before the guard could say anything, there was suddenly a very loud rumbling noise. <coughs> And suddenly, the ground that was underneath Schleimer Seligman and Sarla Engelberg suddenly opened up and became a sinkhole. And both of them were swallowed into the ground. Ah, ah, oh, what's going on here? Oh, oh, save me! Ah! And she went in there also, Sarla. Oh, what's going on? Just as suddenly that the ground opened up. After it swallowed them, the ground closed up on them. And then the guards were frightened. They were afraid to ask anything from the rabbi. They saw he was really a holy man. They took their swords, not to forget the place where they were swallowed up, and they stuck the swords into the ground. Then the captain said, Nobody, nobody is to move my swords from here. Leave it there until further notice. And then the captain of the guard went back to the king. And that's what happened, your majesty. Oh my goodness, it's not very good. This is terrible. Oh, what happens if rabbi says a prayer to me? 
I wanted him to marry the woman. Oh dear me, oh my. Oh, he's a very holy man. I don't know what to do. Uh, please tell him nicely to please come and see me. He's not forced, but please. Ah, yes, sir. Right away, sir. And so the captain of the guards called the Heligat Sadiq to Ramon. came to see the king. And when he came to see the king, he said, Yes, your majesty. What is it that I can do for you? I'm really, really sorry. I made a mistake. Um, I, 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 I do not have to tell you, but really, I, 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 I should not have done this. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm Michael, you are Michael, you. It's not you who did the sin. Unfortunately, it was Schleimer Seligman and Sarah Engelberg. I'm very sorry. Perhaps you would like me to do something that would um, um, be, be nice that I should do for you. The only thing that I can think of is that place where they sunk in the ground is now a Mokkam Tumma for Kohanim. That means for the priest, the Jewish priest. They can't walk there because a Jewish priest cannot be Matame, cannot uh, make himself uh, spiritually unclean. Uh, to a dead body. So, therefore, um, if the Majesty wants to do something, he should build a wall surrounding that place where this incident took place. And sure enough, that's exactly what the king did. He went over and he built a circular wall, brick wall, surrounding that place. And the legend has it that that wall is still standing. Uh, according to others, it was destroyed in World War II. Me personally, I never was there in Krakow, so I have no idea if it is not or not, but if somebody goes to Krakow, they should take a look at this circular memorial wall is up there to remind people what could happen if you don't have proper respect for your Abonim and Gedolim Batoira or even the Torah itself to keep the mitzvahs the right way. Wow, Rabbi Irish, that was terrific. Do you notice as you got into it more and more? Oh, you didn't interrupt. That's right. Wow, you had my attention. Oh, look at the clock. It's time to go. Uh, it's a little time we have. Okay, so everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Have a great weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.